Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome D-Tech Smith and Steve Mix. You are now entering the Megacast. There's the Megacast. Ted Smith, how are you, my friend? I'm good, Steve. That's nice. It's like it's good to see you. It's good to see you. Well, you always just see me. <laughs> Dude, I love it. All week. Anytime, Taryn or the KSW social media, because I'm the worst at uh, sharing things. Anytime anyone was sharing the New Day Northwest clip, somebody was like, I bet Ted's really mad. Or yeah, yeah. Ted's crying watching this. And I was like, oh my God, this is great. This I, is awesome. It was pretty good on Instagram. Because I won't lie, after the podcast, like, I, I didn't lay it on too thick. I thought and, that was hilarious. Yeah. And then, and then when I saw Instagram, I was like, all right, all right, everybody gets it. That and the other, we got a lot of like great comments about the last podcast, which is awesome. Um, uh, but the thing that came up the most uh, was this. <laughs> to the point where I had to, like, put it in my box as, like, a sound drop. Really? Well, yeah. It's now, like, loaded into my Dropbox. Nice. So that way, whenever we need it, it's available. It's available. Us. Yeah, even somebody said, uh, where is it? Um, had to pause the Megacast to respond first. Yes, I'm chair dancing at my desk to the techno beats. Uh, and then you have some other stuff that we'll get to at another point. Someone tweeted, every time the Seahawks scored, all they kept thinking was this. That's a good call, dude. Right? Yeah. I feel like, man, if Luke Wilson was still on the team, he could probably get this put into the mix. Could you imagine if they scored a touchdown and then... That'd be awesome. And everybody just starts doing the little weird dances? Yeah. And then after... Excuse me, Steve. Yeah, let it free. Let it free. It's the Megacast. We belch all we want. <laughs> It's power chugging espresso <laughs> like a real man. Yeah. Well, it's good to see you, my man. Yeah, dude. Um, I guess why don't we just jump right into it? Uh, yeah. I know we were a little short on time, but we'll make it work. We'll make things right. happen. Uh, this is all we can. It's maybe. hard, man. Trust me. I, You know, I do it on my podcast all the time. What's that? Like, I say the same thing over and over. Yes. But sometimes, I don't know why, I just screw up the cadence and it's just a little backwards. Well, it's like what they say. What do they say? When like you're driving the same place all the time, that's like where you have the most chance of having an accident because you just kind of go into autopilot and you're not paying attention. So I think yeah. that's what happens with us. It's like you have a spiel. You don't think you need to think it out or say it or whatever. And it just comes out like a wet fart. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so this is our opportunity to get the heart racing, the blood pumping, and the brain functioning. About time to get 10, Ted. Ooh, yeah. Oh, this is a little heavier. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little darker. You know, fall is here. <laughs> fall is here. <laughs> Let's get 10. That should be the name of our gangster album. Fall, fall is here. here. Oh. Here we go. One, two, three. Drop. So this morning on uh, the morning show, I even uh, use another uh, relate to uh, the bass never dropping. It's right. similar to when you put your hand in that bag of cookies and there's not another cookie and in you're there. You're just like scrambling around. And you're like, where's the la- I thought I had one more cookie. Or a bag in the, in the with the fries and you know like a bunch of fries have fallen into the bag and you reach in. And there are no fries. To me, the worst one is that point of the bag of chips. Where, like, you reach in and there's no more whole ones. And it's like, oh. I ate this bag of chips. Like, now I'm like, you know, because, like, before, you in my head, I'm like, hey, we're only halfway through. We'll go ahead and wrap her up. A couple more. A couple more. And then it's like, 
We're at the bottom. Let's just eat it. Yeah. Oh, dude, I do that with fruit snacks all the time because I always, yeah. I always get those fruit snacks from the gas station, like the Welch's ones, and you know they're all fruit. It's it's one hundred percent natural fruit, yeah. so it's safe. It, I mean, it's healthy. And I'll eat. I'm like, just eat a couple because it's like the serving size is for like I think four. You had four servings in that thing. Yeah. And then I'm like halfway through the bag. I'm like, you know, what's a couple more? I'm getting a little sleepy. A couple more, and I just look I'm like, oh, f it. I'm just gonna eat the whole bag. I mean, I'm sure you haven't done this in years. I actually, I haven't. Well, I did that just yesterday. No, well, not no. What I'm gonna say, <laughs> but you're talking about fruit snacks. I haven't done this one in a while either. I've been good, but did you ever eat like a pint of Ben and Jerry's? Oh God, yeah. It's same thing. Like you know, I'll just eat half, and then you get to that point where there's just like, screw it. I'm here. I'm eating. Right. It. What's the extra couple hundred calories? Right. Like I'm, I'm like, look, I've already made poor decisions to get to this point in the pint, bro. I think that's the reason why people invented whoever that was that invented those Halo Top ice creams. Yeah. I think that person probably was just like you and I, a stoner that would always just crush an entire pint of ice cream. He's like, there's got to be a way. There's got to be a way to knock, because I think those are like 200 calories for the entire pint. Is the, yeah, the Halo, is it, I, don't, I think it's more. It's got to be like 380 or something, right? Well, Either way, compared the, to the, like. They have the dairy-free ones, which is, oh, and they're not that bad. I mean, it, you got to kind of accept that they're not creamy like ice cream, but right. they're still good and delicious. Yeah. You get the right one. Yeah. I got to get into that. Oh, dude. And still my wife rations it. She'll give me like a little couple scoops. And I'm like, babe, hey. You know what the best one is? God, I'm hungry. Um, I like the Trader Joe's. They got that soy milk ice cream, the soy cream. I haven't had that one. Have oh. you ever had the Coconut Bliss ones? I don't think so. Same thing. It's like a pint, but it's like, I don't know, coconut oil. Something like not dairy, I think. Yeah. They're not bad. Uh, ben and Jerry's also does a non-dairy. Yeah, I haven't, the, I haven't tried that yet. Oh, they're freaking awesome. Are they? Yeah, dude, All I right. 100% endorse those. All right. They taste just as good as the regular Ben and Jerry's. I don't know what they've figured out. I'm sure I'm going to get cancer from it, but it's delicious. Yeah, it you're right. I, I got to be hungry, too, because I'm like, I don't, like, I haven't eaten, I haven't really thought about ice cream. I'm a pretty good boy, and I'm like, I would love to hunker down on a pint of Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> Ted Talks. And that's your Ted Talk today. Starring Tech Smith. Uh, today's TED Talk, let's try things again. Uh, so maybe it's something hard, like, I don't know, getting back into going to the gym or eating a little bit better. Just just try it again. Maybe you'll end up liking it. Maybe it'll work out. Maybe it's Like ice cream. Right. Or maybe it's something as simple, like for me this weekend. Like, I always kind of, the last few years, like, ah, I don't go to NFL games. I don't get partying on Sundays. I went to the game. It was awesome. So I, <laughs> I thought of you, man, while watching that game. I'm like, what a great game to be at. Oh, it was so much fun. So that, so that's what I'm saying. Either it's some, it doesn't have to be something super serious. It can be something lighthearted. Maybe it's even just, I don't know, just going back to a place you haven't been to a while. Maybe it's just camping one night on a Saturday. But, you know, just try something again. If it's something you used to like or or something that's good for you, maybe give it another shot. I got to ask you uh, about the Hawks game. Yeah. Were you there in time? Because I know you like to party. <laughs> that makes it sound terrible. Like you're just doing rails of coke outside of like slugs. You know how I am. Yeah. <laughs> just doing eight balls. Uh, but I know like you like to tailgate, have fun, and Correct. sometimes you don't get into a certain establishment in time. Time right. is of no essence to Ted Smith when he's partying. Correct. Did you make it in there in time for the 12th man flag being raised? I did. I saw all the intros, Steve. Bro, how awesome was it? It was, dude, I'm telling you, man. I heard that was the best one ever. I Look, all right, so here's Cam the Cam Chancellor's the guy who raised the 12th man flag. Yeah. yeah. So I went with uh, with our buddy Greg. They used to do uh, the podcast with John Ryan. Kicking, kicking it with Johnny Greg. Right. So the seats are awesome, right? Because they're Sarah's old seats. <laughs> yeah, they look great. Oh, man. So, so you're like in the friends and family section. 
Or there's, maybe not. There's some around. Yeah. Gotcha. But these, I guess, like, she specifically, because John played here for, what, 10 years? Yep. So she specifically, like, like kept getting better seats. So these are great because they're undercover, and they're, but they're right there by the club level. And you can go upstairs to the Sky Lounge and actually get a cocktail. Nice. They have, they have better pretzels in the club level. Yeah. I mean, seriously, they do. I mean, they're, right. There's they're a, fatter and tastier. There's a John Howie, like, burger place right there. Right? I mean, it was, dude, it was. So generally, you're right. I would give two S's about going in. But he was like, hey, man, like, you haven't been in a long time. Like, the intros are pretty cool and stuff. That's my wife's favorite part. If we ever go to a game, there's serious anxiety and panic if we're cutting it close. She's like, you know my favorite part's the intros. I, I got you. Trust me. I go in late all the time for the Sounders games. I Going into the intros for the NFL, NFL was awesome. It's like a WWE show. Right. All the fireworks and stuff. There was like a like crazy water thing. And then like... All the guys have their own intros, kind of. Yeah. Like the whole place is going crazy. And then there's a flyover with army helicopters yep. and national... And, you're, and Cam. And I said this on my podcast. I go, look, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not the biggest Seahawks fan in the world. But I go... I almost freaking cried. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but I was like, it got me so worked up. I was like, yes, like, let's go. I cried once at a 12th man flag raising. <laughs> yeah. uh, actually, twice. One was they had a, a, a war veteran that did it during like the right. And it was just like the, those video packages they put together are Amazing. just incredible. Goosebump City. It doesn't even matter. I don't even, like, I had goosebumps for Apollo Anton Ono's damn intro. And he's like, they didn't do anything like that made me hurt. Like, yeah. felt, you didn't feel anything. He's just a really good. Skater, but uh, the one that made me like seriously legit ball up was um, the first time that they made the run to the Super Bowl, the one that they lost to Matt Hasselbeck that year, yeah. yeah. So I think it was the game against the uh, Washington Redskins, or maybe it was the game against the Carolina Panthers, I can't remember. But the 12th man flag was uh, Paul Allen, and they did the whole the team almost left the this, the that, and you just kind of like, dude, I got you can see, I got the goosebumps just thinking about it, man. and when all of a sudden his name comes up and the fans like gave that love back to him, like we would never be in this position had it not been for this guy. And I'm not even like Paul Allen, whatever, you know, he's obviously a brilliant man. He's made a lot of money, but I really don't have any emotional attachment to him. But, no. I, but I have an attachment to the fact that he saved the Seahawks. And how, now we're one step closer to the Super Bowl. And man, when the whole place erupted and we're all just going nuts, I felt the tears coming down. I'm like, what? What is happening to me? Yeah. I would have balled for Cam Chancellor. He's one of my favorite Hawks of the, all time. And you're right, dude. The video, the package was awesome. That music oh. they use. Also, I think a lot of people were happy Bittersweet Symphony is gone. Yeah. <laughs> we they, noticed they, that. They overplayed that. Yeah. Is um, Kickstart My Heart, Motley Crue still there for the beginning kickoff? Yes. I'm pretty sure that was what that was. Yeah, that's an awesome way to Don't kick quote. At this point, I was like, oh, man, let's start getting into them. You were hammered. Yeah, it was yeah. A fun. Yeah, but we went to 13 coins beforehand. Nice. Yeah, he, he got us a table. I also am an idiot. I was like, yeah, we'll meet like 10, 30, 11. It's fine. Not for, that's fine for a soccer game, not for an NFL game. No, it's a zoo already. Yeah, and dude, there was so many hot chicks. Yeah, well, the weather's decent enough still. Well, right. The weather definitely, definitely helps. There was a lot of, a lot of things in my favor for how fun this game like, was. Like, I based hot chick mentality off of my wife. Because she's the same way. Like, oh, I want to go to a game, but we should go before it gets too cold. So I'm trying to get some tickets for the um, October 7th game because that's my birthday weekend. All right. So and I had that Monday off. 
And we're thinking Ooh. if I can get my hand on some tickets and then also maybe get a hotel and then Steve's just going crazy. Oh, yeah. Crazy Steve in That's the right. city. That's right. <laughs> Pounding beers, eating meat in front of my wife. Oh. Uh, I'm not driving. <laughs> I might even eat two pretzels, woman. Maybe get a Benjamin, yeah. And yeah. And maybe an Uli sausage. Yeah. That's right. 44. You know, with it. I can, I can, eat, I can eat meat if I want. Uh, honey, do, do you mind if I have this? Is it okay if I have I, another I'm just going to have one. You know what, Ted and I will split it. We'll yeah, split yeah. it. Yeah, Ted, yeah. is that cool? Yeah. <laughs> Why'd you bring Ted? I don't know. He just, he was here already. He was right. <laughs> <laughs> he was here already. Right. I randomly showed up at the same sausage stand. <laughs> Ted! Holy crap, of all people to run into here. Oh, weird to see you here, Steve. I did not know you were coming to this game. Greg says it's your birthday. It is, Ted. How thoughtful of Greg to remember and let you know. <laughs> so, by, by the way, shout out and big thanks to Greg for the ticket. That's awesome. Yeah. Very, very cool. That is very, yeah, very cool. It was a ton cool. of fun, man. Uh, I'm glad that you made it. You didn't have like a headache or anything like that keeping you from going to the game like Earl Thomas. <laughs> Oh, well, Earl played good in the Dude, game. Earl played awesome. I'm such a, I don't care about the whole contract crap. I know people get all worked up and get butt hurt and mad. He's out there and he's balling. He's had three interceptions in three games. He's playing great. He had like, I think up there and like the most tackles in the game. Whatever the issue is, doesn't bother me. He's still showing up and playing well. And also it's not my money. So pay the man. I don't care. Well, it's also the way Seahawks do things. Yeah. Like, it's just the way their organization runs. Like, but they kind of got rid of everybody else that thinks like that or, or acts like that. No, but what I'm saying is, like, instead of giving Earl an extension, right. oh, they yeah. just want to abuse him all again this year, and then he's kind of left out to dry next year. That's a good So point. I don't blame him for being like, dude, just either extend me or don't or trade me. That way I can and get my Dallas money. And then Dallas said, hey, we'll give you the pick you want, and the Seahawks balked at it. Yeah, this is a crazy thing, man. I would hope that they... I would be really stoked if they do re-sign him, but I do love because I'm gonna miss that guy because he has no filter. No, it's I mean he does like whatever like people always joke about Russell Wilson giving the stock answers and people give him a hard time for that. Earl Thomas is the complete opposite. He says whatever's on his mind and he lives in some weird magical mountain. I think in his head, like he definitely has a different way of thinking that's not like me. But I freaking love it. Plus, also he delivers. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like the man play right. So I mean that's the whole deal. He plays this whole season. He hurts something. You know, like he's only got a contract left in him. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. What is he? He's like kind of close to 30. Yeah. Which is like ancient for the NFL. Especially with like the amount of games he's played with the team. I mean, think about all those playoff runs. In a way, he's played an extra full season, if you think about it. The intensity in those games. I mean, it's. It's it's a beating on that guy's body. I don't blame him one bit for trying to cash out one more time. And I think we can tell that it's not going to stop him from playing hard. Like some people are like, oh, you give the guy the big contract and then he just kind of mails it in. Earl Thomas is not that guy. Not at all. Right? That's what I'm saying. He right? He didn't even practice on Friday. They weren't sure if he was going to play. And he went out. You said it best already. Like he balled out. Yes. Right. And then gave the greatest post game press conference when they asked him about missing practice. I need to make sure my body is you know 100. And I'm. I'm investing myself. Now, if they was investing in me, I'll be out there practicing. But if, if I feel like anything, I don't give a damn to small. I got a headache. I'm not practicing. But I don't want that to be taken the wrong way. Um, I know I'm going to be fine. Uh, but uh, that's, just, that's just where I'm at with that. I just like, I hope you guys don't take it the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> He's so awesome. 
Well, all right. I mean, look, you know me. I'm, I, I'm, I'm on his side. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've had these conversations, even not even on the microphone, but probably off the mic when we had Luke Wilson around and we would grab dinner and talk. Yeah. And I think it's the reason why it's like we would explain to him how, I mean, look, we're nowhere near football players. I mean, you know, granted, like they don't go through the physical toll that we do as radio professionals. No, 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 not at all. But when we were explaining to Luke, like how our contracts work here at radio, he looked at us and goes, wow, you guys are getting taken advantage of worse than we are. And I was like, wow, I never thought of it that way. But it's a similar thing. We can't leave, not that we're looking to leave our jobs, but you know what I mean? Like, we're contractually bound to work here. But if they decide tomorrow they want to just get rid of us, they can, and, and, and we see nothing. But if we wanted to leave, we get sued. Yeah. And it's pretty much no different than with those guys. Yeah. So it's a, it's, I, I know it's not like, it, it, it's a little bit different because they're making millions upon millions of dollars. And I know some people, they can't wrap their head around that. And, and I get that. But for me, I mean, they have a short window of time to play and, and they're, well, they're that's, killing themselves. That's the other thing, man. For the NFL guys, that is such a short window. They only have two or three contracts if you're lucky. Right. That's like Le'Veon Bell. Like people are like, oh, he's going to lose his. Like he doesn't care. Mm-hmm. So what's he going to lose? A million or something this year? But he signs that next, you know, max deal or something, right? And he's going to make twenty five mil. Like he'll give up that too this year. And yeah, and, and not risk getting another concussion or something along those lines while he's resting. And you know, right. in a and, weird way. And sorry, guys like him and Earl Thomas, like they put a physical toll on their bodies. And Earl Thomas, he is a good enough athlete, and he is smart enough as an athlete. Like he don't need to practice. No. <laughs> I think he proved it yeah. on Sunday. Man, I'm pumped that you were at that game. That was such a fun game to watch on TV. Oh, by the way, you're welcome, Seahawks fans. Yes, well, now you have no pressure. You have to go to the next game. Every game, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, Greg, I know that you got an extra ticket. Ted's got to be your date for every game. I know that you might have other people in mind, but until the Seahawks lose, Ted is your plus one. I like when he originally asked me this summer, he goes, just not the opener or this game. And then he was like, and then you texted me back for the opener. He goes, luckily my wife was like, all right, I have something else to do. That's funny. Right? (laughs) You can pick any game except for the opener. I'd like to go to the opener. Right, I hate the Cowboys. (laughs) That's true. It's awesome. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, I don't know. We'll do something. Yeah, we'll do something. And Steve need to go stretch or something. The Megacast will be back. vacancy signs on windows in strip malls for months. And now, almost overnight, they're popping up everywhere. It's another Halloween store. Sure, they used to sell staplers or fish sticks or some stupid hobby crap, but they went out of business. And now the owners of the buildings are desperate because the space hasn't been occupied in months. So now, for the next five weeks, they're selling zombie masks, black lights, and fog machines. Watch on your way home from work. Another Halloween store will pop up out of nowhere. So freakish, it's scary. It's time to start feeling good, baby. Ted and Steve are back. You are listening to the Megacast. Oh yeah, I just found one of, another tweet sent to us at the Megacast. 
just listen, listen to the latest cast. Full on rave dancing at 5 a.m. on the 737 Wings production line, waiting for the beat to drop. Oh, nice. How awesome is that? Is it weird that I think these are real songs now? Well, I mean, they kind of are. Yeah, but I, mean, but I know. <laughs> from a production library. And they, even today when I was putting together the, the music to use for the, the, the push-ups, I'm just like, again, whoever's making these, you think they're fr- frustrated? Like, it's cool they got employment. They're, they're making something. People are giving them money to create this production for radio stations and TV stations. How the WWE, I believe, uses some of these production libraries, too. Like, that's how some of the wrestlers pick their theme songs. They just listen to a bunch of these stock songs that are in a library. I think Bray Wyatt, his song was just a stock song. He heard it. He's like, that's the one. And then eventually they even found the guy who originally wrote that piece. And then he performed it at WrestleMania with Bray Wyatt. How do some of them get to use real songs? The artist just says, okay. Money. Yeah. Some of them uh, either, I think there's like a money kind of a thing. Like CM Punk, part of his deal when he came back to the WWE, I remember he, his contract ended. He's on top of the world after that pipe bomb promo. And part of his, his negotiation with uh, the WWE was, I want to use Living Color's cult of personality. And so they, they, they acquiesced. They're like, okay, we'll make it happen. We'll contact the management and we'll pay whatever the fee is for you to use that song. All right. So back in the day, though, they used to, you know, when it was a wild west of using whatever before people could sue other people for stuff, yeah. you know, wrestlers used whatever. Right? The Road Warriors, Hawk and Animal would come out to Black Sabbath's Iron Man. And then eventually times change and people get sued and they're yeah. like, well, we better write our own music. But like Edge uses an Alter Bridge song back in the day. All right. Metalingus. That's what I was say. Like I, I know CM Punk. I thought there was a couple other guys that used actual real songs. Some do. Uh, and then Triple H, he just had, I mean, Lemmy actually just. Did that song for him, right? Right, because Lemmy was a wrestling fan and friends with uh, Triple H, so they they worked out a deal, I'm sure, but yeah. Yeah. And then, um, like Daniel Bryan's Flight of the Valkyries, I think that song became public file, so nobody really owned the rights to it, so they just did their own version and didn't have to pay anybody, because it just kind of hit that window where it was just up for grabs for anyone to use. Cena makes his own music. Yep, Cena made his own. Yeah, I know, it's it's interesting. Well, because Daniel Bryan used to come out to uh, the Final Countdown by Europe. Oh, no kidding. When he was wrestling on the indies, which would be so cool if he could have done that. All right. uh, Yeah, let's check a couple of texts because we did get some stuff. Uh, Meg's suggestion for Ted in the RV. Ask about storing gear on the roof in transit. If you could put gear up there, you could probably have two grown men dance up there. Party on, guys. I think that was from a past conversation we had about dancing on top of the RV. RV. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, someone says, I don't know the text line for the Megacast. So people have been texting the Migscast text line, oh. which is 253-271-4787. Feel free to text that line or leave a voicemail. Just let us know. It's for the Megacast. Um, he says, I don't know the line for the Megacast because we don't have one. We're lazy. Uh, but that, does Ted have a recommendation for a flavor of popcorn from the Smith Family Popcorn? Oh, the Chesapeake is my favorite. And then uh, Chesapeake, the cookies and cream is really good. The birthday cake's pretty good. I don't know, man. They're all good. They're all good. The cheddar's good. I would, if I had to get anything, I would get cookies and cream, Chesapeake, and probably cheddar. And that's uh, the Megacast brought to you by Smith Family Popcorn. Good Good people. Good people. Great Great popcorn. popcorn. I always forget if it's the people are good or the popcorn's good. Hey, man, the Smiths aren't arrogant. We're just good. The popcorn's great. Yeah, why didn't you decide to be great people and great popcorn? You know, is it that one brother? You know how hard it is to be just good people in 2018? It's difficult. We're trying here, Steve. We are trying. Sorry, we're not great like the Migliori's. Hey, the Migliori's are all great. 
Fantastic, actually. If we had our own popcorn, it'd be great popcorn. Even greater people. <laughs> We're the best. That's what it means. An Italian. Hey. We should have like every genre like covered. Steve's got the Italian people. I've got like the Irish German people. Yep. We need an English buddy. Yes, we do. Who could we have? My brother my brother my buddy Fraser. All right. Fraser Love Man. Yeah. I will I'll recruit it. I'll recruit an Englishman when I'm over there. Okay, fair enough. That's right. You're going to see the Seahawks play. Against it's 2018. I'm hawking out. What the hell, man? You're going to more Hawks games than I am, and I'm a Hawks fan. I know. This is I'm not going cool. to one in London. Why are you going to one in London? Because somebody was like, you want to go? They were already like buying tickets. <laughs> is it like, Greg again? I was like, no. Somebody, but I was like, sure, I'm in. They buy you a ticket? Yeah. Flight two? Now. They are were you? just like, they were like, I'm going over, and blah, blah, blah. Baird's going. Of course. There's, a, there's like it turned into like a whole little group of people going. Well, isn't that fantastic? And there's a whole UK Seahawkers club. I brought you guys to the practice facility. I paid for your lunch. And the two of you do me dirty like that and, and go, go to, to London. London without Do you want me to give you my credit card so you, I'll buy again? You know what? Maybe you and Taryn just talk about it next time you're on New Day. Fair enough. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Um, God damn it, that is funny. I forgot. Awesome. You, you got us into the facility. I just told that story about the mustard seed. The that was Sunday. awesome. I lose. And I lost the wrong way of playing credit card roulette. Correct. We you played it wrong. I should have been the big winner. Yeah. Because I was first out. Yeah. <sighs> Let's pretend that never happened. My wife has finally forgotten that moment. <laughs> um, is it weird that I want to spend $70 on on somebody making a custom Hasbro action figure of me as a wrestler? No. Okay, good, because I'm about to make that happen. Steve, I mean, I, I wear a gold chain now. Like, I don't know if I'm the right person to ask. <laughs> if you ever see me and my wife together, a listener made that for me. All right. <laughs> There's a company in the UK. They started following me on Twitter. You need me to pick it up for you? I'm going to have it sent here. Oh, I was like, maybe I'll yeah. just... I'll save you the five bucks in shipping. <laughs> so uh, they're, they're in the UK, and all of a sudden they follow me, and this is how they get you, man. This is how they get you. It's uh, at Wrestle Figures, right? Yeah. So I, I'm looking at their page, and I'm like, they're like, we make custom figures. We'll even make like the Hasbro old style of WWE wrestling figures. I'm like, well, this is pretty cool. Like, I'll try and find a couple. Like, yeah, like, see, they'll make this for you, like a custom style. Like those old ones with the kind of like oh, a little yeah. bit of a bigger head and a big body and the little legs kind yeah. of a thing. And they'll put it in packaging depending on like that's 170 to put it in the packaging, at least approximately because, you know, yeah. depending on what they're doing. So I don't care about the packaging because I was going to open it up and take it out anyway because I'm a juvenile like that. So I'm like, I just want the doll. And that's like around 70 bucks. And so I'm like, all right. Play with yourself. <laughs> Pretty much. Sorry. Well, my wife is at home now. It's very difficult for me to play myself the other way. Hey! Oh! Ho! Oh, oh, oh. Greater family. Oh! Oh! Hey. Forgot. This is our punchline. So yeah, I'm, burp, burp, burp. I'm sending the guy some pictures. I want to have him made me with like my my with local celebrity gear? with the red uh, red jacket with the sleeves cut off and the, right. the Migs logo and local celebrity on the back of the jacket. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if you're gonna get a figure of yourself, it must be it's got to be the most gaudy version of you you have, right? Yeah, and I even my response was, "Can you make sure to put tattoos on my arms and have the jacket on it?" 
I have tattoos. Yeah. I don't want it to be like someone making me I have no tattoos. That's not believable. It's not. No. And I'm going to spend that kind of money. I don't expect to have it show up and then I got to take a Sharpie and draw tattoos on them. It is weird too. Cause like, right. If I saw a figurine of you without tattoos, it'd be like, where's tattoos? Right. Yeah. And I'm not going like, I'm not going to take the easy route and put sleeves on. F yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully in the very near future, I will have my own action figure <laughs> for what reason? Why not? Why not? Yeah, exactly. Because I can. Because you're an adult. That's right. And adults can make action figures of themselves if they want. Yeah. Uh, so earlier I mentioned the guy that was talking about dancing at his desk to the techno beat that we just played. Uh, but he did have some more stuff to say about the should I be mad that we got uh, from All last right. week. He says, uh, but Dan, proposing as part of the best man speech, the only way to get back is to announce her pregnancy at the brother's wedding reception. New brother-in-law is a waste of space. Yeah, man. I still feel like that's just stealing a lot of shine. Yes. Yeah. That was weird, man. Yeah. We have another Should I Be Mad. Do we want to throw it out there? Let's do it. All right, Ted. I think you'll know my answer once I start reading it. All right. Uh, in the last few weeks, uh, hey, guys, love the techno beat, which I thought was pretty awesome that person put it in there. Uh, in the last few weeks, my wife and I have traveled a bit, and when we go, I buy memorabilia t-shirts and stuff like that. I wonder if they also get like the jars with the sand of the town that they're in. Like, you know, when do you, you do, do that? It? No, but I have a buddy that always says, hey, you're going to the beach? Can you get me some sand? I'm like, yeah, okay. So I just take some sand, put it in a Ziploc bag. And Are you serious? Oh, yeah. No kidding? They yeah. collect sand from every beach you oh, go yeah. to? Oh, yeah. I know some people that collect sand. Huh. Yeah. And more All than right. one person. Some people collect dirt. <laughs> that seems like a little low budget, but you know. <laughs> like, why do you have a jar of dirt? That jar is from Germany. That's dirt from Germany. All right. Uh, he says, what uh, I didn't know is that my wife will make room for my new shirts that I buy. By getting rid of my older ones. I go looking for a favorite t-shirt of mine yesterday, and I thought it was funny, spelled favorite with the O-U, so I think he's Canadian. Um, Oh, favorite. (laughs) Favorite. And then he says, they're nowhere to be seen, only to find out that it was donated. Now, I'm glad that someone else is going to get to use my old shirts, but I kind of missed them. Should I be mad? He even said, P.S. Steve, I bet I know your answer. Yeah, I'd be pissed. So Steve's pissed. 100% pissed. You got to run that by me before you get rid of one of my shirts. All right. Ted. I think that's fair. I would also say, yeah, she probably should have said something, but also I think uh, that's a conversation that probably needs to be had. How do you just toss out somebody's shirt without letting them know? Well, probably because it sounds like she was doing it for a while before he noticed. That's a good point. It took him a minute. She was probably like, he doesn't even know I'm doing it. T-shirts are so... Look, we've talked about this a hundred times, but there's there's T-shirts I hold on to forever, and you never, ever wear them. But the one time you're looking for it and you don't yes. have it, like last spring, like finally when I, like a year ago when I moved out, mm-hmm. I was th- I was donating some t-shirts and I've had this Ovechkin like jersey looking t-shirt forever. Okay. And I said, you know what? They're going to lose to goddamn Pittsburgh in the playoffs. I'm donating this t-shirt. I'm done with him. Right? Now last year when they started winning, I tore my apartment apart looking for this red shirt. Right. And I was like, I can't believe I threw it away. But... Yeah, I don't, that's the problem with T-shirts. Oh, like, I they do take up so much space. Oh, the God, yeah. Do I have two closets full of old T-shirts that I, I keep meaning to drop off at Goodwill? Yeah. It's just, you know, because I've changed in size. So I'm wearing smaller T-shirts now. So right. I have a lot of shirts that just don't really fit me well. So it's like, I got to get rid of these. And my wife's like, what are you saving them for? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I'll just have like a rough go and I'll just eat some pints of ice cream after a change. You know? And she's like, you're not going to gain that weight back. 
Yeah, it's yeah. a good place, especially at this point, man. It's been years. Yeah, I know it has been. <laughs> but dude, I hear and you. And also, that's weird. Like, I'm, I'm holding on to shirts so I, in case I get fat. Yeah. It's also funny, too, because, like, when you're fat, like, you don't want anything fitting too tight. Mm-hmm. And then, right, like, now, like, like even I do it. If I put on a double X shirt, I'm like, it's too, it's too big. I look right. like a jackass. Right. Like, I kind of want it to be a little snug because, like, I've lost weight. Yeah. I feel good about it. Granted, probably someone else that sees me, like, dude. You might want to bump it up an extra size, but I'm like, screw you, I've earned this. Well, because there's also that thin line, or unthin line, of people that are still rocking t-shirts, they wore probably a size, well, they were a size below. Oh, yes. And it's like... They're wearing the button-up shirt now, but it's unbuttoned. Yes! <laughs> You're like, if you can't button the shirt, it might be time to get rid of it. Yeah. Womp womp. Yeah, hey, t-shirts I, are weird, though. Uh, did you catch the uh, LeBron James po- uh, interview that he did with somebody uh, in, a, in a, like a locker room after a game? Just no. I did watch his show. He has a show? The Shop? I don't even know anything about The Shop. Yeah, it was on HBO. And it's like him in a barbershop with... <gasps> I did see a trailer for that. I thought it was pretty good. I liked it. Also, so was it like a variety show? Like an interview show? No, no, no. It's just him and a bunch of like people sitting around a barbershop chit-chatting. Oh. And then like... Kind of like us without a barbershop. Yeah. Kinda like what we wanted to do at Meltdown. Create a barbershop and just... Record a podcast that way. Exactly. Well, in the black community, you know, a lot of yeah. barbershops are, uh, uh, what do you call it, like a focal point of a community. People go there. So that's kind of the part of the joke because they're like, people. some people just sit in here and chit chat. Right. So it's it's just kind of them in a realer environment. Like, I don't know. A lot of people got on them as they were cursing and like some of them were dropping the N word. But it's like, they, they're black. Like, who cares? <laughs> right? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm so confused sometimes. Like, and it's like, what? He can't curse? If you and I were cutting up each other, having a good time, we're making fun of each other, whatever, because we're friends. We're life, you know, we're homies. We're yeah. not. But if someone that we don't know, like, posted up at the bar and started saying the same things that we are saying to each other, we would totally, like, look at the person, like, who the F are you and why are you saying that? Right. You haven't earned that right. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. Like, I'm just like, yeah, they curse. Like, oh my gosh. You're telling me this man in his 30s is cursing? Right. So, I mean, I thought the show was really good. And then I know uh, uh, he had on Jon Stewart on the first episode. Oh, that so, must have been awesome. Well, it's just funny. Like, Jon Stewart can't help. Some people were like, why is the white guy in there running the conversation? But, like, it's Jon Stewart. He mm-hmm. kind of can't help it. He's a natural conversationalist. Right. And it just, he, all the years of hosting stuff, like, he's naturally going to kind of drive a little bit of the conversation. And I bet they appreciated that. Yes. I thought it was a great show. Well, I always loved uh, the, the people that have hate for LeBron James. And then like I, somebody put it up there on on social media and started spreading. And it's just like lists off all the awesome things that this guy does. And it's like, and why do you hate him? Because he plays on a team you don't like? Yeah. How stupid is that? The guy's, I mean, it's like he stayed with his high school sweetheart. He's never done anything bad. He's a great role model. He donates money to to the inner city kids. He donates money to give scholarships to kids. And people are like, well, still, I hate him. He left the, the Cleveland Cavaliers. I mean, look, I will say this all the time about LeBron James. When he first left Cleveland, to take an hour to say you're going to Miami probably wasn't the best thing. He was also in his early 20s. I think even LeBron now would be like, yeah. I didn't need to do that for an Ted, hour. Ted, you know a full well, if we had a, a company giving us millions of dollars, we would have a press conference and do the exact same thing. If we were in our 20s. Right? Hell, in our 40s, I still would toy with the idea. We should do a press conference, Ted. With rockets going off in the background. We're taking our talents to Miami. Uh, but he was doing an interview with somebody and they asked, I just like the reaction because he's looking at this person, this lady that asked the question and he's just like, 
What do you want me to say in regards to this question? It's here. Check it out. LeBron, the LA fan base. How do you expect to earn their, their respect and, and earn their loyalty? Who me? The fan base. Yes. Me? Yes, you. Huh? <laughs> what do you say to the fans that say they want to see you and, and earn their respect? Uh, I'll sign a four-year deal. Much more. I mean, what do you want me to do? Yeah. Uh, Let's sign. I mean, we talked to them outside of here yesterday. And listen, listen I signed a four-year deal. I'm here, so hit me. I know what I bring to the table on the floor. He's the best player in the world. What do you mean he's got to earn their respect? Whose respect is he earning? Who have? that question. I mean, I get it. If you're a Lakers fan, you want to sit around and be like, I still like Kobe better. Like LeBron hasn't brought us a championship. Okay. I get if you're a Lakers fan, you're going to have those kind of silly inside arguments. But like, right. He, I think they all respect him. He's the best basketball player on the planet right now. I just like how he's like, who? Me? Yeah. I'm LeBron James. Right. Like he, you, right. You can make the argument he's the best basketball player of all time. Right? But currently, he is hands down, I think, the best player on the planet. He's been like in the NBA Finals a billion times. What's it been Take, like eight or nine straight years? Taking lesser talented teams to the finals. Not, yeah. the, not the Heat, but, you know, the, the Cavs. There's like a kid in fourth grade right now who doesn't know that the, the finals exist without LeBron James right. in them. God and you know what? He'll probably be in the finals again this year. Yeah, and I'm not even the biggest LeBron guy. I like. I, I was cheering for the Warriors. <laughs> See, I always root for LeBron. Do you? Yeah, I love the dude. I think he's awesome. Yeah, maybe because he wore that Undertaker uh, shirt that one year that they did win the championship, and he had the Ultimate Warrior shirt. So I was like, oh, that's awesome. And but then I heard a story of the Undertaker showing up to a game in full Undertaker regalia for a photo opportunity with LeBron James because like the WWE tried to set this up, and LeBron didn't know about it and just blew it off. So, so Taker's just in the back. Because I'm homies with him, I call him Taker. Yeah, yeah. Taker's just back in the back area, awkwardly hanging out in his Undertaker garb, and never got the photo with LeBron James. That's so awkward. Yeah. (laughs) In a weird way, I was like, "Wow, kind of douchey." But maybe he never asked for it. Like, maybe he's not really that big of a uh, Undertaker fan, and someone gave him the shirt, and he thought it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine if you're the Undertaker? Like you're a huge star. That's that's embarrassing. Yes, I mean I'm sure other people were still excited to see you, but like he's got to put on the whole persona and everything of being the Undertaker. He probably had the contacts on too. Oh god, that's awkward. Rest in peace, LeBron. All right, one last thing before we get running. All right. Did you, um, I just like these things because it's sometimes we're um, asked here at the radio station to take these online courses where yeah. you're like to learn about what the proper things to do on the air, off the air, and you got to take, you got to watch a video, answer a few questions, and, and it gives you like a little certificate of completion. And then, you know, the company knows that you at least, and you have to pay attention because you can't just kind of like, you know, skip ahead. You have to actually, like, the program that they have makes you watch and sit and listen to everything that's being said. So the last one that we had was about things you should and shouldn't do on social media. Correct. And, and so did you take the test? Yeah. Did you pass it? Yes. Nice. 100%? Oh, yeah. Me too. Very proud of that. Yeah. Um, there was a part in the test that I had grabbed because I thought it was the funniest thing. And it's a weird, like... What would you do in this situation? So it's talking about, you know, making sure that you have permission when you take a picture in a bar, making sure that you know that everybody in the bar when you're taking that picture in the picture is cool with you posting that picture. And the reason why they said that we should make sure everybody is cool, I thought was rather head scratching. Let's check it out. 
And if you're taking pictures at an event, make sure the people in the picture are over the age of 18. Okay. Make sure they're facing the camera and fully aware that you're taking their picture for social media. Fair enough. Even if you have signage that says you might photograph them at your event, it's best practice to make sure your fans are aware that you're taking their picture. Now, all of this makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. But here's the best part. You certainly don't want to post a public picture of someone at your event that might be playing hooky from work or might be cheating on their spouse. <laughs> I, you know what? I don't know why they didn't really register when I heard that. But you're right. That is so aggressive. Like, and, and how is that on us? It's our responsibility because to make sure our listeners are not busted for cheating on their wife. Damn. I thought that was so funny. Like the hooky from work, I even get. Although, again, we didn't tell them to leave work. They chose to leave work. They have to deal with like that. That'd be like getting mad at the Mariners because they showed you. Right, Ferris Bueller. He gets caught at the game at Wrigley. That's right. Right? Yeah. Did you see? Or might be cheating on their spouse. (laughs) A spouse, at least. At least it was not gender specific. That is so awkward. You're asking, did I see something though? Oh, uh, oh man, I don't. I forget which sporting event it was this year. I think it was some baseball game. I think it was just opening day. Uh-huh. And there was a kid that had a sign that said, "Like, don't tell my principal. Like, I'm at opening day." Uh huh. So the MLB puts out this picture. Oh no! And then the kid's principal is at the game. And they run into each other, and it's awkward as the kid's like, oh, and the principal's like, well, I'm not supposed to be here either. <laughs> right, so like, we're not going to talk about this. Like, <laughs> kid gets expelled, principal gets fired. Right, because what's the principal? Like, you can't get the kid in trouble. Like, you're supposed to be at work too, dude. Right. <laughs> That's like getting like someone getting busted at like a swingers club by their significant other. And like, what are you doing here? Busted. Well, what are you doing here? Busted yeah. as well. Yeah. All right. Speaking of uh, getting busted, we got to get a bust on out of here, Ted. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It's dark for fall. Get ten. Be dancing like this, uh, jugging beers at Oktoberfest. Yes, you're off to uh, Denver. Huh? Denver. I will be in you. <laughs> Sounds so naughty. It does. <laughs> I don't think I'm doing anything this weekend. <laughs> Nice. Uh, I think I had to do family stuff, Excellent. but it'll be awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to one of those. Maybe eat some sushi. Ooh, I haven't had sushi forever. Ooh. Get on my level. We have it almost every weekend. Do you? Uh, like every other weekend. I do got to get on your level. We go to that place, that sushi Ari place. Yeah, man. That place is so awesome. <laughs> it really is. All right, let's get 10. I'm hungry. Follow us on Twitter at the Megacast. Yeah. Yeah. You certainly don't want to post a public picture of someone at your event that might be playing hooky from work or might be cheating on their spouse.